Uh, how you doing, man? We are good to go. We're live. How's it? How's everything been going for you? Everything's good, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, thank you. So today, for uh, all the listeners out there in YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, the whole podcast land, today we have a buddy of mine that I've known for quite a long time. Um, his name is Slider Jesus. And the reason why his name is Slider Jesus is because he's so popular, he has earned himself the right to say he has some stalkers. So for we're going to keep a couple things loose, but uh, for all intents and purposes, this is Slider Jesus. If you Google him, he will pop up. So I was hoping that we could get into a conversation. Uh, both of us kind of went down the same path at one point in time, it sounds like. And so I wanted to see if that assumption was correct and uh, see if uh, we can't kind of pick up where we left off around junior year of high school when our stories kind of like split ways. So, uh, yeah, how you been? And uh, what have you been doing since junior year of high school about 20 years ago? No, not that's way too long. Yeah, fuck. 20 years yeah. ago. Ugh. Jesus Christ, I didn't think I was ever going to say that. Oh. Yeah, all right. Well, there you go. 20 years, man. Um, My God. Way to set the mood, man. Ugh. I know, right? But we're still keeping it young for our generation, so don't worry about it. Yeah, trying to. Trying the best we can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's what's been going on, man? You are a uh, an internet sensation. You travel all over the country doing uh, haunted houses and some other like things that I'm not 100% sure on exactly what you're doing. It seems like you're doing <laughs> you're doing a lot. So let's just uh, get into it right now. And uh, yeah, what have you been up to, man? Oh, God. I mean, where, where do you want me to start? Literally after uh, high school? <laughs> yeah, so let's. Yeah, so let's let's set the mood with uh, you and I met by being mall rats, pretty much just hanging out in parking lots, trying to see if anybody can buy us beer, bumming cigarettes from the older guys, you know, and seeing if anybody can go to Speedway for us. And uh, yeah. from there, I dropped out of high school, moved down to Ohio, and decided that I was going to try to do things my way. Um, mm. That did not work out, so I've mm. since had to. Uh, find other ways of doing things and uh yeah so what did you choose to do after high school god that's such a long time ago and such a lot went on that time um oh god i well graduated but uh in the meantime um there was just like you said mall rat and uh uh, uh, drinking and partying. I think roughly like I, I, freshman, actually, I want to say, um, it's kind of when I discovered booze and, uh, mm -hmm. I was kind of like this awkward kid. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really fit in with any type of group. And, um, like I was a hell of a wrestler, but like you were a I man amongst men though. I, I gotta <laughs> say that you, uh, yeah. Cause you had the big truck you had you know oh, boots. Yeah, yeah yeah like and everybody else was trying to fit in and wear abercrombie and you were you were doing your own thing yeah 
No, I, I remember that distinctly. I did not want to fit in. Um, and that's just because I couldn't. Like, there wasn't one group I just really wanted to be associated with. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the small town that me and you grew up in, there wasn't a lot of options. It, uh, there was just wasn't a lot of things to eat. Yeah, options is the best word. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically just, wow, to keep it short, um, uh, directly after high school, I tried to go to uh, a college, MCTI, and that was in Michigan as well. And uh, I went there, and I boozed my way right out of it, basically. Um, how, how do you how do you drink your way out of a college, you know what I mean? But I did. Wait, were and, you uh, at uh, Michigan Tech? Yeah, yeah. Oh, MCTI. yeah, no, you, yeah, it's 10 to 1, male to female up there, so all you have to do is drink. Yeah. yeah, I went to I went to school at Northern, and so it was only a couple hours okay. away. Yeah, sure, sure. So yeah, that that led me down a path, and then um, I discovered I liked myself better when I drank for whatever reason, you know. And that was kind of the tip of the iceberg for me, the whole my attraction to alcohol. And then I came back and got a roofing job, and I hung out with a bunch of old older people and they all mm -hmm. took me to bars and uh they you know um the hangover started kicking in about that time so that led to uh uh painkillers because <laughs> now i can drink all night and then feel good in the morning and uh mm -hmm. that kind of spiraled out of control and that was just a never-ending process then eventually i don't know how but i got a job at ford motor company and uh, I thought that was going to be the fix to all the problems that I was starting to come up with because I was starting to get arrested <laughs> and um, problems with the law. And uh, that just made it worse. So I spent almost 10 years of my life at a factory just uh, living like a rock star, making way too much money and partying way too hard. And one drug became another drug became another drug. So... <laughs> Through that whole thing, I ended up uh, going to five different rehabs and three different halfway houses. And uh, they eventually fired me because that was just too much. Uh, getting fired from the UAW is actually a very hard thing to do, but they actually fired me twice. <laughs> Jesus, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I was that out of hand. I was that reckless. And I don't blame them. You know, I really was. It, I, yeah, yeah I, was not a, I was not a good person, so uh then after that some odds and ends jobs and uh social media though then then i join in i joined uh the haunted house community uh roughly eight seven years ago now and um i got sober eight years ago and that was actually when i learned uh, i was going to be a father um I decided that was the last time I was going to do it. I was, so I entered rehab for the last time mm -hmm. and, uh, that was it. I stayed, uh, uh, in the program ever since. So here I am eight years later. Um, and, uh, I have not had a drug or a drink since. And I still go around and try and tell people, Hey, there's a life outside of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you still attending meetings and sponsoring people and have a sponsor and everything? I, I, I will admit I've slowed down on that. My life has become kind of a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have slowed down on that a bit, but I will never forget, uh, where to go when I need it. And I do need it. 
Um, I will never be cured of this. So like, I, yes, I still attend meetings. Um, I don't sponsor anybody currently. I have, but um, uh, like a few of them didn't work out and they died. So that really left a sour taste in my mouth and really like I was hard on myself about stuff like that. So uh, I'm not so much active with that, but um, yeah, I, I consider myself a uh, program person nice. still. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, so just to kind of bring some mirroring into this, I also went to rehab. Um, I have not yet had the privilege of going that many times. I've only gone once. Um, but I like to think that I, I wasted all of my failed attempts by myself. There were times to where I would just be like, all right, well, pretty much the whole last year of my use or using it was every night was, this is the last night, this is the last night. And then it, it just never fucking showed up. You know, every morning it was like, all right, I got to walk up get some liquor. I got to get some weed in me and get some painkillers before noon. So that way I can function, you know? And what I decided to do is just say, fuck it. Like I had nowhere to go. Um, my own mother was kicking me out and she had every right to, I was, I was a terror and I was just a failure in my thirties at life and just decided that I needed to fix some shit. And so I, I checked in on my own did the transitional thing and I just, I couldn't stand transitional. So I moved out a little sooner than I should. Um, but now I find myself having to get a, to get surgery this week. And I know I'm going to have to have painkillers starting Wednesday. That's like the day that, you know, they're cutting my spine open. And so that is like a terrifying thing for me of like actively walking back into that. Like, I know I'm going back into that dark space or at least I'm going to know where the door is, you know, and so I've definitely needed to to go back and hit some meetings. And uh, you're right in saying that you know where you can find it because the help is always there, um, which is an amazing thing. You know, those meetings always exist. They, they're never gone and they're on Zoom and everything now. So you can get help pretty much anywhere. But let's kind of back up a little bit. And uh, when would you say that your drinking and drug use was at like its all time high? Like, what did that look like for you on like a, a normal Tuesday? God, for one, I wouldn't know if it was Tuesday or Saturday. <laughs> um, wake up, hope I left myself some dope. And because eventually I got to um, hard drugs, the drugs you need mm -hmm. needles for. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, try and score. And if I couldn't score, I wasn't going into work. And, uh, if I scored, I went into work and I was useless, but by the time work was over, um, I'm trying to score again. And by the way, I'm homeless. I'm living out of my truck right now. And uh, <laughs> you, you start to calculate how many days has it been since I ate. And then you start thinking, well, can I spare a few dollars for like, you know, double cheeseburger and usually answers no to that um just sadness and alone um yeah. that would be the ideal at my rock bottom just alone yeah it's and, a very and, dark hole down there oh did it's you so uh, funny. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead no i was no. just people people refer to it as partying and they still try and put some glamour to it even when they know like you're about to die um, I, I had two unsuccessful, um, 
one of the overdoses. So like, you know, I came back obviously, but like he, even at packs? that point, what's that? Were you trying to run a kill pack to just end it or was it like, no, no, wanted... no. Just unsuccessful as in like, it didn't work. Like, no, no, I, no, not at oh. all. Um, just I OD'd, you know what I mean? And, oh, and I, okay. was thinking, yeah, yeah. I was hanging around with the people like, like that are telling me, like, if you die here, we're going to put you in a dumpster. <laughs> like, so like <laughs> in the middle in the middle of Chicago, you know what I mean? I had no business being in those neighborhoods, but that's where I was. So, um, but yeah, wait, that, wait, that wait. Was... you were in what part of Chicago? South side. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. Cause that's where all the shit happens. You don't even yep. look like you should be allowed to go to the South side of Chicago. No, no, I, I don't belong there. I have no, no business there. Um, I, I'm not saying anything bad against Chicago, but there are certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, let's face it. Somebody like me doesn't go. And somebody like me was living there basically, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's there if you want to find it. Yeah. Yeah. South side of Chicago is no fucking joke. So it's, I've crept the line of South side Chicago and just kind of like cruising down my bike and you you see nothing like it's mm-hmm. it's just these houses and apartment buildings that look abandoned but they're not the cars <laughs> don't really have license plates on them you don't need them the uh the firework game gunshot firework that you can play that at noon you know like that's all day over there so for you to end up in south side of chicago you were deep in some shit man how did you get out of that spot, out of that place anyway, out of Southside Chicago? I, um, God, where was it? By this time, I was in and out of rehab, so I'd made a few connections and a few halfway houses I knew. Uh, eventually, I just went to one of them, and I was like, listen, I am fucking done. I am weak as a kitten. Like, I'm on my deathbed, and I just learned uh, I'm going to be a father. So, I help, help. And I remember saying that too, like help, you know, SOS game over. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's a lot of strength in that word help. I've noticed like if I'm having like some issues, even just on the phone, just simply asking for help, it kind of like humanizes the problem and it it makes it, you know, like a me and you situation. Can you help me And it, it? Yeah. It's, it's also a very sad place to be in, you know, when you have to like suck your ego up. And just admit well, that you need help and and then ask for it. So I'm proud of you for doing that. That shit's that's hard right. to do, man. It's very hard to do. Um now with your kid, how does that play a factor into into everything with uh like are you involved in his life, her life? Uh it's a little boy, yeah. Um I am. Um as much as I can be. That's uh somewhat of a uh a bit of a longer story I'd care not to mm-hmm. go into, but, uh, yes, he, he's a wonderful little boy and, um, very glad to call him mine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That's always something really good to have. Um, yeah. all right. So let's, let's speed this up a little bit since it kind of seems like we went down the same path. I'm almost betting we were at the same school at one point. Cause when I was at Northern, we would, I was in a fraternity and we would literally rent, buses from the or vans from the school and bring sororities up to tech 
for uh for Winterfest. And so wow. we've probably been partying at the same school at the same time. It was around 2004, 2005-ish, right in that area. It was kind of a blur, man. Honestly, it was a blur. And uh, I was only there, I think, nine months, maybe yeah. eight. I can't remember. But, I mean, it was just – I wasn't there to learn. I, I mm-hmm. wasn't I, – I, I kept telling myself I'm young, and it is my right – to do dumb things um that, that didn't help help me out at all i i just kept thinking i was going to grow out of this you know I, i'll i'll straighten up um i'll quit drinking eventually um but like that you know obviously didn't work out the way i thought it was going to but uh yeah so my whole college experience man it was uh it was, it was nothing to really speak of a lot of dead brain cells yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. My northern experience was pretty much I went to school because in high school I like I had like random groups of friends, you know, like the mall rat guys and then like a couple people like in school and like, you know, some hockey friends and stuff, but I never really felt like I fit in. And so I wanted I went to school 100% to be in a fraternity because I wanted to know what it was like to have that family, that camaraderie, you know, like that brotherhood type thing and that so that's the only reason why i went so when i showed up to northern i instantly wanted to go to all the rush events and hit the parties because mm-hmm. in marquette you know like there's bars and house parties and so i needed to be able to get into the house parties so that was that was my way in and i think i only made it two years something like that and then they like i had been kicked out for the second time and they were like it's you're not like even trying at this point you know (laughs) and so like i would cheat on finals just to try to get through and everything but it was just not going well um so all right let's i want to get into so we we kind of covered going through college in clearly we could go on for days about using and stories and all that stuff. And, and all of that to me, this kind of seems like it's glamorizing it a little bit, especially when a lot of my listeners have been in that dark space. Um, I've been in that dark space, so we don't really need to talk about it too much. It seems like one of the tools that you've been able to utilize um, probably to, to help you stay sober is social media and with your, your haunting, and everything like that and you're not even the same person that i knew 20 years ago you have a completely different name you have matured beyond you know the guy that i knew you are now a full-fledged man um how did you become slider jesus what where did this even come from like it, it it tracks trust me like the truck that you had in high school and the stuff that you're doing now it, it, it tracks it looks like you're doing what you were set to do but how do you find that path and the balls to be able to actually do it you know that's an odd story and that actually that actually relates to the last topic we were on so i'd like to combine those two if you yeah, don't mind definitely go for um it. So early on in my recovery, um, my biggest fear in this, I, I, mind you, I go to like speaker meetings all the time and tell people this, especially at detox centers and kids that are just hopeless. You can see it in their eyes. They don't know what they're going to do with their lives now. Yeah. Um, I always try and preach to themselves. Um, I give them a little bit about 
what I do now and tell them I had none of that when I was using. And when I got sober, I was so afraid. I was deathly afraid that my life was going to come to an end and I was going to turn into a giant square and I was going to have a white picket fence and I was, you know, going to have no fun at all. I was going to have to grow up and not have any fun at all. And little did I know me getting sober led me into haunting. Haunting led me into social media and here we are talking. Yeah. So I always give that message when you sober up, your life is not over. It is just beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you, know, you heard so, that uh, that saying that you're, only, you're as old as you are when you started using? Yes, I have. Do I you have. feel like that? I do. I, I, I still feel like I'm five years past 16. Like I'm, I'm a 21-year-old kid mentally. That's how I feel. I truly believe it. When I first got into the program, I thought and acted like a 19-year-old. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I totally agree with that statement. It's true. And still to this day, I'm still acting like I'm in my mid-20s. God, I'm pressing fucking 40. Yeah. Dude, I'm 38. Same. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, <sighs> I thought by 40, I'd have shit figured out. You know, and like, it, I'd be on like a, an escalator going up. You yeah. Know, like things would be going well. And now I'm just, it's it's all just the same shit, you know, like you just got to keep working and keep grinding. Um, what does that work and grinding look like for you to get to where you are now? Like, cause you can post a thousand things and get two people to look at them, you know, and you still got to be able to look at yourself in the face and be like, I'm going to keep doing this and keep doing it and keep showing up. How do you That's get that confidence to do that? Um, that is, uh, that's a good, good, Good question on its own right there. Um, I have been humiliated by myself to the world numerous times through drugs and alcohol, uh, police records and what have you. I figured I didn't have a whole lot left to really be afraid of anymore. So I thought to myself, let's try this acting thing. Let's try the haunted house thing. And uh, that... I didn't have a lot of fear going into it because uh, I did have some good mentors. Um, the the famous story, and I've said this uh, countless times, everybody always asks, how'd you get into the sliding thing? Um, me and my girlfriend, uh, we attended a haunted house um, uh, long, well, a year before I gotten into uh, uh, haunting. And I thought to myself, like, I'm just going to watch her uh, get spooked. Uh, I'm a grown man. I'm not going to be afraid of anything. And little did I know, uh, we purchased our tickets, walked in and within five minutes, the slider came up out of nowhere behind me, scared the living shit out of me. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. I jumped and I, I, did you scream like a little girl? If you didn't, I may have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to say you did. Yeah. We're just going to say I did. Yeah, you definitely did. Yeah, Probably. Probably definitely did. But anyways, uh, for the rest of that night, that was all I could think about is what the hell was that? I had never seen anything like that. And how do I do that for a living? And that that is where my curiosity peaked. And then next year, 
I went to that same haunted house uh, before October, knocked on their door. I said, hey, uh, uh, your one guy got me pretty good. Uh, that seems like fun. Uh, can, can, I, can I try haunt acting? And they're like, yeah, man, come on, come on. So they welcomed me in, and um, I was actually just talking about this today on another live. Um, I did my first year in Chainsaw Alley, so that was a lot of fun. And my second year, um, all year long, I had like practice sliding this thing I didn't even know about, but I was just doing it at the haunt while helping build. And uh, the second year, they said, okay, we'll try you out as a slider in our queue line. And um, the, the rest is kind of history as far as that's how it's okay, damn it. So that's how I got into sliding. Now, how I got into the Sparks is the Sparks is a whole different game because. Nobody had done that until um, till I basically pioneered that. So let's slow down just for a quick second. Sure. Explain sliding and what sparking is, just so people okay. are kind of like caught up on everything. I'm sorry. I'm so used to talking to haunters day in, day out, and everybody knows <laughs> sliders. Sorry. It's not a White Castle burger. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, sliding is a haunted house technique. Um, we wear specialized knee pads, gloves, and boots, and, uh, you run and add a customer and, um, drop down your knees and slide past them. And if you do it successfully, they don't see you until like you're right there by their feet. Most people are afraid of things, things below them or above them. So that's where the sliders kind of come in. Okay. Uh, the very, very, uh, you can look up any haunt sliding online and uh, get examples of it, but it's a very, very um, uh, uh, awesome technique at a haunted house. And uh, I somehow excelled at it at the ripe old age of like 30. So like, uh, I got into the game way too late for that, mind you. I feel like you're just beating the shit out of your body. Oh my God, it's bad, man. Terrible. <laughs> It's terrible, but it's worth it. I mean, I enjoy. I still enjoy it, but yeah. um, most nights I can't move. There's been nights where I've had to like kind of be in a wheelchair for a while after a show because I just can't move anymore. Um, every year, I usually break a bone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. Let's just yeah. say that. But um, so it sounds like so from an outsider's perspective. Um, I, I won't go to haunted houses. Um, when I was in high school and even before that, like my entire life, the house that I lived at on Riverside, that was my prison. Um, if I didn't have to fight twice a week, it was a good week. I was just constantly getting fucking mauled, woke up in the morning with baseball bats. Like shit was just violent. And so for me to actively put myself in one of those situations, like, I've tried stabbing people before, actively tried to end people, and I always have a knife on me, I would be terrified of freaking out and grabbing something in response. I know you've probably heard that a million times. Does that ever actually happen? Because, yeah, oh. yeah, go with that. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Happens quite often. Um, I'll say this. Um, what you just said, a lot of people say similar things. They say, I won't go to a haunted house because I know I have a fight or flight reflex. And um, I know I'll catch a case if I go. Um, 
So that's good. If you understand your limits, don't come because I don't want to get hit in the face. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened before. It's happened quite a few times. More, more often than not, I get shoved or kicked. Um, if I get punched, it's purely out of reflex. It's not yeah. people that we have a thing where, you know, if, if, if they wind up, it's intentional. If it's from their chest, it's unintentional. They don't mean to do it. They're just afraid. So it does happen. Um, I mean, I, I've I've caught it pretty good. I quite a few times actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does yeah. happen. So I guess another thing that I've like so going from the outsider's perspective is I'll see haunted houses pop up only around Halloween, you know, and only like one in like right now I'm in Ann Arbor, so there's one like down in Toledo. It's a pretty big one, and then like a couple others like surrounding like smaller towns. I had no idea that there's like a community of haunting and that this is something that you can do full time or year round. Can you kind of like walk through your first experience of being like introduced into, you know, that community? My God. Oh, that's a can of worms and I love it. Um, Yes. Uh, Earlier in the conversation when I'd said I didn't quite fit in anywhere, um, I fell in with haunting i fell in with haunters they think like me they act like me um it is literally a family community um it is a group of outcasts every haunter that i know was an outcast they didn't get along with their you know anybody in school they didn't get along with their friends they their their family didn't understand them so haunting is a way to let your freak flag fly you know and be yourself um i am a grown-ass man that dresses up with makeup on and scares people most people would think that's odd but i fell in love with it and it's just it's really has been kind of a lifesaver to me because it does give me that reason to keep going and not pick up a drink um um is also Go ahead. What is partying big in the haunting community? <laughs> like, are you a are you an outsider of the outsiders? Uh, I'll say this lightly. Yes, it is a part of it. It is. Uh, people do indulge. Uh, sometimes recklessly, sometimes uh, responsibly. Um, but um, yes, I I thankfully have had enough time. Um, I have phone numbers on the ready if I need them. So I am able to assist when people are too uh, inebriated. Um, and I will gladly do that. And I have done that. And I will continue to do that. Help out if so, if there is an issue at a party or a gathering of sorts. Um, I know when to leave, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I always have an exit, you know. Yep. So that's not too big of an issue. Uh, nice. So with you finally finding your thing, you know, you finally found your people, um, something that makes you happy. You're obviously amazing at it. Now it's time for you to create a character of your own. And I'm not sure if Slider Jesus is your first um, character or not, but how do you go about inventing these characters? Because there's no way I could put on your costume well, besides these shoulders, but put your, your shit on and be you you know so but i also don't see you being that person without that stuff so it's like 
do yeah. you kind of transform into this character and, and what are you bringing from your real life into this character of yours oh that is a character building um explanation i believe and i won't go too too far into it i've actually mm -hmm. taught classes on character building and uh to, to keep it short yes um i was trained uh by the owner of my first haunted house to um it's basically an exaggeration of your real self so i went with that i went with the whole um bull in a china shop style um i went with a very loud um but also very timid so you take these factors and you just exact like blow them up per se and as far as costume goes i found it i find it easier to come up with three different three different inspirations and you could do more i suppose but you take a little bit from each and not copy them by any means, but you just take some inspiration. You take a little bit of this, you take a little bit of that, and you kind of morph them all together a little bit and use them in different fashions. And um, then you kind of name your character. Actually, I believe you don't name your character. I believe somebody else names your character because you were not able to choose your name when you were born. Neither was I somebody else gave you that name and you're stuck with it. So I believe other people should give your haunt character a name, but that's just me. Um, furthermore, to add a little bit, little bit to that, I had actually wanted to do a drunken uh, Santa for a Christmas haunt event. And I was talked out of that by a friend of mine because he said, I'm afraid you will get in that headspace and you won't be able to come out. That's a good friend. Right? Yeah. Uh, there, there is a certain uh, method acting can be a monster. Mm -hmm. um, you get there and you stay there. And sometimes it is hard to pull away from that. Uh, you, we've all heard about people, you know, Jim Carrey, um, all the Daniel Day Lewis, all these people that get in character and stay in character for the entire duration of the filming yeah there's a documentary yeah, no. on jim carrey and yeah doing, that that was fucking amazing i don't that that was one of the better documentaries that i've seen just how deep he got into it do you go sure. that deep with your character like are I you do. who you are or are you slider jesus 100 percent when you're in it it's it's difficult it's difficult. Like I, I find it easier to explain. Um, I, I, the character is a ship in a storm and I'm the captain trying to direct it. Sometimes it kind of goes where I want. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but at the end I can direct it, but you do get in that headspace where you don't, if something like an emergency happens, um, sometimes it does take me a double snap to kind of, Hey, wait, wait, like, wake the fuck up. So it, yeah. it all depends on your level of what you're going for, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But, so how do you go from, I mean, I'm just going to be blunt. How do you go from like a drunken junkie 
And I say that in all love because I've been in the same spot. So, you know, I can say it. Um, how do you go from that to like this social media, like explosion? Like, I'll, I'll just be scrolling through like Facebook. Your shit pops up and it'll be like 2,500 viewers live. For Facebook, that's a lot, you know? And then from my perspective, don't take this the wrong way, but you're a dude that scares the shit out of people. And from, like, I only knew of haunted houses, like, just around October, you know? And so I'm like, oh, this dude's scaring the shit out of people, but yet thousands of people are tuning in every day to watch you, to listen to your story, to hear you talk, and it's amazing. I, I was watching you one time when you were plowing, um just just plowing snow you know but like the way that you can captivate an audience like you have a a, a story there how did that whole thing get started i don't i seriously have no idea man when i figure that out i'll let you know because it's 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 been a wild ride um throughout my ventures i've tried to stay true to my core and um be humble and uh be kind you know i i know that's basic but i have seen too many creators fall down the path of their ego gets a hold of them and they're too good for somebody and more than likely that's the demise of their you know career because of Mm -hmm. that i will take the time out to answer fans i will talk to people um, I've said this many times. If somebody is having a rough time with something, drugs and alcohol related, I said, I will tell them, message me directly, and I will point you in the right direction. Um, I am here to help people. Um, I'm, it's more than just entertainment, you know. Um, uh, I really do mean well for the world. Unfortunately, yeah. the world's, you know, that's a whole different story, but yeah. Um, where was I going? The oh, okay. To back up to add to some of that too about the social media stuff. Not a lot of people either remember or know this, but for the first year on social media, people laughed at me. That's all they did. Um, mm-hmm. I was like cringeworthy, you know. Um, people were just sharing my stuff to other sites just to trash talk and like. People were not fond of me at all, and they love to laugh at me, if that makes any sense. But um, I pursued, and just one day at a time, keep making this content, because I enjoy making the content. And um, sooner or later, it just kind of caught on. And and also, I, I, I don't know what happened <laughs> along the way. I did my absolute best to be creepy, scary intimidating looking like a monster right yeah i i don't know what happened but all of a sudden just out of nowhere it became a thirst trap and i i don't (laughs) understand how that happened um obviously now i i kind of understand a little bit more behind it and algorithms and you know yeah uh so i do utilize it now but um it's like it didn't start out to be that way (laughs) So, but it, it, it's still fun to me to do either way. So I, I still go with it. Yeah. Cause so. even I've been, so I started this podcast like a year and a half ago, like we were talking about earlier on the phone 
when uh, I could barely walk. So I was on this cancer med and my limbs started to not work. All four like legs and arms just stopped like functioning. It almost it was like this neuropathy type thing going on. And so the doctors were like, oh, well, it's definitely this medicine that you're on. You know, we got to get you off of this. And then it just kept getting worse. So I had to fly out to the Mayo Clinic and I just wanted to not feel alone, you know, and kind of feel like there's somebody else out there going through something. But most importantly, how they got out of it and how they were able to fight and continue to fight. And that's clearly something that you've been doing. And then also with your following, that's something that you kind of, you know, portray out there as well. So this was a, an amazing match for me to finally get you on here and have this conversation. <laughs> but even in doing this for a year and a half, I still have trouble pointing the camera at myself and in talking and putting it out there. Cause I feel like I'm still that 16 year old kid in high school to where if I do something, if you, like we went to school at a time to where is if you tried to be different, you were made fun of. If you did not follow the social norm, if you didn't have on Abercrombie shirt that like said Abercrombie everywhere and had on like the airs and you know, like all the, the trends that we went through throughout all these years in school, you were made fun of, you were chastised. And I still carry that with me to this day of like, before I put posts, somebody from high school pop up in my head and be like, I bet that guy's going to look at it and think that I'm still a loser. You know, how did you have any of that? Or were you able to push all that away? I, I still do. I still do. Absolutely. Every time before I click uh, load or post, I think to myself, who is going to see this? You know what I mean? I'm not going to name names, but some of the bullies that bullied me in high school, which is oddly enough, I'm friends with them now. <laughs> like most of them, it's strange, I know. Um, but like my family's going to see this and like people, like what if like my old teachers, a few of them do yeah. follow me actually, uh, they're going to see this. What are they going to think of me? And then I think to myself, hopefully they see I'm doing what I love to do. And if they want to judge me for that, so be it. I'm making making a living doing it. So Yeah. No, and that's fucking awesome that you've been able to find your path and do it your way and find your people because I've been searching forever for that and still have not found it. I found pockets here and there, you know, temporary pockets or whatever, but it's nothing that's lasted, especially like a seven to eight year run. Um, so what do you, where do you go next? Like what is next for slider Jesus? Um, I, I cannot imagine you're anywhere near being done. You know, you're not even, so especially with the drive that you have and, and this is your thing. So you can't let it go. What's next? It's funny you say that. Um, I'm a big ad uh, promoter of if you want something bad enough, you will get it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I tell people that, you know, follow me. Like you said earlier, I come from a junkie, a literal junkie. And by the way, that was a nice way to put it. I've been called a lot worse than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you go from that to what I have now. So if you want your dream, fucking chase it. You know what I mean? Like, go get it. It's there waiting for you. Um, the next venture, um, I had just, not just, but like um, about five months ago, uh, I was actually flown out to Hollywood to, and I was involved with a, um, with a 
uh, a company and we did a TikTok short. So five different episodes for TikTok. And uh, then I didn't really know about this, but then a comic series came out about it. And uh, now, yeah, well, (laughs) and then, then a video game's coming out, but video games take a long time to create these days. So, um, but so there's that. Um, I'm also actually pressing for uh, Dead by Daylight to get my character on the hat, which I think would be a lot of fun. Um, I've since hired a manager to because I'm not good with emails. I'm not good with tech stuff. <laughs> so um, I need somebody to kind of do all these things for me. But um, there's been tons of lead. I I did a music video last year for uh, State of Mind. Um Long story short, the video actually wasn't able to come out because of copyrights, which was very unfortunate. But, um, but I don't really know. I, I know I'm not done, and year by year, I get to go to cooler, bigger, badder haunts all over the United States. And this year, no different. Um, people are already kind of booking me out for October. It sounds strange, but they're already starting to ask, Hey, what's your schedule looking like? And I was like, guys, I'm still recovering from October. Are you serious? <laughs> so it's, I don't know, but I'll tell you this, I'm buckled up and ready, you know? Yeah. Well, I wanted to, to dig into the comic book a little bit more than I can get you out of here. Um, I keep seeing that on social media. It looks amazing. Like it's not just some little kid making a comic book. This is a legit, comic book how much input do you have into the the story and the character and, and the publication of it uh i don't know how I can, how much of that i can answer okay um i'll say this uh i have little to none <laughs> <laughs> little to none say uh okay. i sign i sign papers where you know hey they they are using me for this this and this and uh i am okay with that so um, uh, uh, there is, a uh, another influencer, Michael Lee, who's involved with this and he has 55 million followers. 55 so, million. Yeah. On TikTok. Yeah, I know. Jesus. I know. Right. I know. And I got to, uh, act with him uh, for this little skit. Yeah. So that, that was pretty incredible. Um, but, um, uh, as far, okay. So, so for the short and the comic, I'm already in both of those. As far as the video game goes, I don't know yet because um, they are launching the shorts and the comics first and then um, seeing what happens, I guess. I I, I don't really know, and uh, I don't know how much of that I can really talk about. Yeah. But um, I wish I could kind of give you... When are the comics coming out? I believe they're out right now, actually. Oh, Um, nice. Yes. And uh, best believe my heart sunk when my manager sent me the uh, interview on Forbes magazine where I mentioned. And I just, like, I absolutely just could And then Hollywood Reporter and LA Times, they all did the same thing and they all mentioned me. Um, they Fun fact, there's a photo that they used that my girlfriend took while we were there. So that was like, she was so giddy about that too, because she had taken like behind the scenes photo and they yeah. actually used that. And I think in uh, Hollywood reporter, <laughs> she was like ecstatic over that, you know, and like, how do you think I feel? I'm like, 
I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands right now. This is insane. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, this is crazy to hear. Because, and I'm just gonna be be me. You're a junkie from a small town in Michigan. This is not supposed right. to happen to you. You know, right. like it's it's just not like guys like us. Stuff like that does not happen. So the fact that it is happening, you're in a very positive place. You're doing great things with your life. And you're turning around trying to help people. I, I feel like it's very well earned and deserved. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I wish I would have known the comic was out. Otherwise, I would have already bought one. Oh, for sure, they're out, man. Go to go to the uh, link in my Instagram. Um, kind of wanted to capitalize on that a little bit too. Um, you're right. I shouldn't be here right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I should be dead in a ditch somewhere, to be honest. So I, I love spreading that to people. It doesn't matter where you come from this day and age. Social media is so powerful. Um, you can get to where you want to go from where you're at. Um, it, it it just goes to show, too, like, if you want it, you will get it. I wanted this. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted yeah. it. I got laughed at. I got turned down. I got all. It, it, for God's sakes, my first two, three years haunting, people would just laugh at me when I would try and scare them. You know, like, like I was a joke at first. And um, I stuck with it because I wanted it. So I recommend that to anybody. I don't care where you're from, what you're doing. You can do what you want to do. You just have to go get it. Yeah. No, that's a great message. That's, that's an amazing message to have. And I love the attitude of how positive you are. Because where we come from, it's not a very positive place. It's a very depressing town. It's, Mm -hmm. it even has nicknames like a drain, you know, like Mm -hmm. you go there to have your soul sucked out. So for you to, to have escaped that place, escaped the prison you put yourself in and grown into Mm -hmm. this amazing man who's creating a platform of positivity and helping people through scaring. I feel like it's one of the cooler stories that I've ever heard. It's, it's not what I expected, you know? Um, So thank you honestly, for coming on and sharing your story. It's a, it's been a blessing to kind of have this show and to see where everybody's coming from and realizing that we all have problems and no one is perfect. Everybody's walking around with self-doubt. Everybody's walking around with doubt from others. And it's just guys like you that, uh, that can stand as a pillar and as a as a blowhorn to to let others know that you can do what you want to do and just lead positive lives so uh yeah i think that's going to be it for uh for this conversation get you out of here uh but before i do i need to make sure that everybody knows where they can find you um get your comic search up your or check search up check out your content and uh get you some more followers and maybe even have some people come out for uh for some haunts Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Um, so it's Slider Jesus uh, <laughs> all over the board. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok is actually Slider Jesus Part 2 because I had an account of 1.2 million that got banned. So, uh, yeah, that sucked. Um, but uh, you can find it that the, uh, as far as the comic and the shorts, um, I put a link up in my beacons and all of my uh, social medias, so that's available. Um, the haunted house I currently work for and represent is uh, Hell's Gate Haunted House, and that's in uh, Lockport, Illinois. 
So anybody out there in the October times, come on by, come see me, come see the rest of the crew, very talented people, very awesome haunted house. As far as off-season goes, I will be traveling for off-season events. I don't know where yet, (laughs) but all over the United States, follow me on my Instas and Facebooks for postings about all that crap. Sweet. (laughs) All right, man, this is this has been awesome. I've been wanting to do this for a minute and kind of catch up, and hopefully we can uh, kind of keep catching up with, through as the time goes on. Because you never know when when you could use somebody who's been down the same road as you for for any help or whatever. So, all right, but uh, yeah, that's going to be it, man. Um, seriously, thank you for coming on. This has been amazing. I've loved this conversation. Hopefully, somebody out there can hear it if they needed to, and. Uh, yeah, anything you want to say before we hit the big red button that says end? No, uh, you pretty much wrapped it up. I just want to say thank you. It has been a pleasure getting in touch with an old high school friend of mine. And going to be honest, I never thought I'd see you again, to be honest. Like most oh, people, yeah. but then you just I'm supposed up. to be dead, too. And then yeah. like, how about it, man? And look at us now, you know? It, so yeah, um, no, it's, I just want to say. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, that's fine. Continue, man. You had a thought. Oh, it's to me, it's crazy that I'm here. You like physically, I'm alive. I'm not like I've tried going down other roads. Like I remember drinking so much that I would throw up on the way to go get more booze to then throw it up after I drank it to then have to keep fucking drinking it just to keep it in me so I could function. That's not including the drugs. That's not including the people that I've fucked over that want to beat my ass. The shitty situations I've been in, the horrible places, the people that I've stole from, the cars that I've driven while intoxicated. I should not be here. So when I call you a a junkie from a small town, by no means is that being derogatory by at all. I've been down those roads and uh, I, I know you don't worry about it, but every now and then a Karen will fucking pop in and listen to this shit. I got to make sure that they know to shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, the fact that you've done all this and you've created your own platform, I want nothing but the best for you. So I'm definitely going to keep in touch, um, hit, hit you up every now and then. And uh, I'm excited to see where you can take this character, man. I, I truly am. And I hope the uh, comic book does well, the shorts do well, and get your ass in a video game. And uh, that that would be awesome. I'm not going to lie. I would buy the shit. I would stand in line outside of GameStop to buy that game just so I could make your character do dumb shit. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man, that's going to be it for today. Uh, okay. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, we will be talking soon. Thank you very much, man. Take care. Take it easy.